Thank you for joining us for another episode of YKG and Bloom. My name is Tracy Martins, and today I have the owner of TLC Wellness. We have Bryn Lokes today. How you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. Now, I did I get your name right? Yes. Now, Bryn is a certified holistic nutrition coach. Yep. What is that? <laughs> well, I mean, I've been called many things, coach, counselor, many different designations, mm -hmm. and it all falls under health and nutrition. Okay. And it comes down to building a foundational diet, mm -hmm. but then the holistic aspect is all the other <laughs> aspects that sometimes we forget to nurture, such as emotional, mental, community, financial, career. There's a whole wellness wheel that we need to pay attention to and just focus on so that we achieve optimal health. Mm -hmm. And when one of those things are kind of off, if you think about it in a wheel, it just doesn't function the same way. Yeah, because I was <laughs> going to ask you, because everybody throws out the word holistic. Yes. It's like the key word now. And I always felt like it wasn't being used properly. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, so. what it really, a lot of people think it's the mind, body, soul approach or the mind, body connection. And it is, but it can be so much more mm -hmm. because a lot of times people focus on nutrition and exercise, but they forget about self-care and they forget about taking time to rest and do all these activities that leave us stressed out and depleted. And then we wonder, oh, we're still eating healthy and exercising, but something's not working. Yep. So it's really the, the whole well-rounded approach to health and wellness that I focus on. I, I'm, I'm one that I'm a pity eater and a sympathy eater. And that's <laughs> my husband's like, we should work out. And I'm like, I, that would be great, but I need to get control over the eating before I even think to work out because all I'm going to do is I'm going to work out. I'm going to be hungry and then I'm just going to eat way more than what I should. And I've totally depleted the whole thing because I'm a sympathy eater or a stress eater. Yeah. or a, So, so do you have, what is your training or certification for all of this? I have a diploma mm -hmm. in holistic health and nutrition, and I have a plant-based specialization. I've done certifications in, I'm working on hypnotherapy and I'm a Reiki practitioner. I'm studying yoga <laughs> teacher training. Wow. So I'm really into the well-rounded approach. Exactly. And because I struggled with my own health, mm -hmm. I just found that the more I could incorporate into my lifestyle and my routine, the better that I was becoming health-wise mm -hmm. day to day. And then noticed that I could bring more to my practice as well. Because it's interesting how you say that. I also, I struggled with stress, binge eating, emotional eating, whatever you call it. Yeah. Eating. I get it. <laughs> I do. Uh, but the biggest thing for me was the mindfulness component. I would just be there and whatever I had in front of me would disappear. Mm -hmm. And I'd look down and think, I didn't enjoy any of it. I hadn't yeah. appreciated it. So I'd go back for more and I was still trying to fill this void that food was never going to fill. Exactly. It was the mindfulness. It was the self-care. It was these other things. Or I just wasn't dealing with some something challenging perhaps that day that had come up in a, in a more mindful way. So it's really interesting how 
it's a lot of the other stuff. Like it's not necessarily, I got to hunker down and get good at eating or hunker down and get good at exercise. It's more just a lot of self-love and saying, you don't need to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be anything like anybody else. What other people are doing is great. And if it works for them, that's fine. But we're all individuals and we each need something different. So it's just kind of checking in with your body. Exactly. Because I know I'm the type that when I eat... I eat fast. Yeah. I, I'm not the type that everybody's like, oh, you got to chew it. For, oh, I'm not going to chew it 85 times. <laughs> I'm not taking 10 minutes in between each bite. <laughs> I am going to wolf it down. And that's where I need to learn how to slow down and enjoy the food. Absolutely. Yeah. Our modern lifestyles are so stressful. And it becomes very challenging for us to get ahead with nutrition. Mm-hmm. We're always like playing catch up, right? We're being pulled in so many different directions. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're hungry. What do we do? We grab the first thing we find. And if we haven't done hours of meal prep, like I do, and meal planning to get ahead of it, what you're grabbing is probably going to leave you a bit more stressed out because it's not going to be filling up your diet uh, nutritiously necessarily. And then you're just going to be more hungry or irritable and agitated. And it becomes this spiral and you just feel stuck. And instead of feeling ahead of the game, Mm -hmm. you feel like you're always trying to play catch up. And sometimes that's the hardest part. And a lot of people come to me. So they say, can you give me meals? suggestions can you give me recipes can we get ahead of this well and and that's what I'd like to know is how did you do that because you came from the fast pace I mean there's no faster paced life than Toronto (laughs) and Toronto media at that and then you come down to Windsor and you're doing all of this work and it's all very slower paced did you have a hard time adjusting to the slower pace and the slower lifestyle I love that that's a great question so what happened was I was working in TV. I was working, like you said, this fast paced lifestyle in Toronto and I loved it. I trained in TV and everything was just quick, go, go, go. And Mm. I'm driven and I liked that. I liked the pacing, but it caught up with me and I didn't have restful activities. I didn't do a lot of self-care and I became burnt out and I just found myself craving more. And so I, my husband's family's from here and I would visit here and think, what a lovely place. It's so calm and peaceful and there's lots of green space. And so what we did was we ended up giving up our careers for a lifestyle and the lifestyle changed my life and it made me want to do more. The healthier that I got, the more I learned, mm-hmm. I got my, uh, I got my health and nutrition diploma to actually help myself with my own digestive issues. And then once I realized how much it helped me, I just wanted to help others. Mm -hmm. And then from there created the business because I had another small business here before that doing business operations and project management. But again, it was very demanding and I didn't feel like I was contributing enough. I just wanted to help more. And I think that I really wanted to help people in a way that I identified with. I knew that it was challenging Mm -hmm. because I've been through it all. (laughs) And that's the funny thing is when you start to do a job that you're helping people, 
that is also addicting because then you want to keep doing it and you want to do it more and you want to do it better. Now, you were talking about meal prep and healthy eating for your digestive issues. I'm having a problem with trying to figure out how to meal prep. And I know there's a lot of people that always say, I want to meal prep. I'm going to do it on Sunday. I'm going to get everything done for the week. But it seems like such a daunting task. Mm -hmm. How do you start to get yourself into that habit? Just start small. (laughs) Always start small. We think that we need to do it perfectly or we have to have the entire week. I don't have the entire week done on Sunday. Mm. But I also think it's important that I'm a lazy eater. I don't really enjoy being in the kitchen. So for me, it's even even harder task. And then I have food intolerances. So I really have to focus on meal prep. So what I've found is try to make it fun. Try to throw on music. Try to have maybe a TV show on your laptop or your Mm -hmm. iPad nearby. Or maybe bring friends over and do it together. Or even do meal sharing with friends that you know can meal prep different things. Mm -hmm. And it just makes it a bit fun, a bit more fun if you feel like it is a chore because it is work. (laughs) It is. And my husband, he's like, we got to, we got to do this. We got to be better. We're going to meal prep. I'm like, that's fine. HelloFresh just gave me a 50% Uh off coupon. So that's my (laughs) meal prep for next week is I got a box of HelloFresh coming in and they're doing it for me. But I picked the healthy ones. Yeah. And I look through at the carbs and the sugar contents and the calories and I, because I have digestive issues as well. So I need to make sure that there are certain foods that are not there. So that was my meal prep today. It took me about an hour to go through everything. And I got two weeks done and I said, we can be lazy on the other days and just finish off what's in the fridge. Yep. And stuff like that's great. If that's what works for you and helps you eat healthier, Mm -hmm. it's amazing because it is, again, it's really challenging. And I have weeks that I'm behind it instead of ahead of it. And it's just, I notice that I need to tighten up for the next week because I hate scrambling. I hate being last minute. And once you've had it, it's it's easy to recognize that it's a better place to be in Mm -hmm. where you feel like empowered by it and excited for the foods you spent time preparing and planning. So it's a good habit to get into, but it can be quite challenging. But you do have plans. Do you not? Uh, Yes. With your business that help people. Yep. Yeah. So can you tell us, cause I know you have a new one, uh, a couple new ones. I have a bunch of programs. So mm-hmm. I did a bunch of challenges last year and from that people were enjoying it, but craving more. So I created these full programs. They can take a month, depends how quickly you go through it, but you get up to three months to work through them. And the main programs are boost your food confidence and tackle emotional eating. So anybody with stress eating, overeating, binge eating, I've been there. I think everybody (laughs) should take that course. It's great. And I really wanted to put the food confidence in there because that seems to be the, the issue is a lot of 
emotional and occasions and everything is kind of around food. So all of these things and restrictive diets, they diminish our relationship with food. So mm -hmm. we want to build up and strengthen our relationship mm -hmm. with food so that we feel empowered by food. We build the foundational diet of healthy foods and then sprinkle some of the fun ones on top. You can always have fun. You should mm -hmm. have fun with food. <laughs> That's the thing is you hear the word diet and oh. restrictive eating and it's like, okay, you're allowed bread and water. Yeah. And bread's not even good for you. So you're allowed water. Yeah. So like you said, with the food confidence and emotional eating, we already talked about, but the food confidence is trying to figure out what is good for you, what isn't good for you, what you can and can't have. But also saying it's okay if you're out at a party and you want to have a piece of cake, have a piece of cake. You're not tipping the entire apple cart over. Yeah. You are still on track. And that's, I think, the hardest thing for people is they think that once they're on a food plan or on a meal plan or on a diet or whatever they want to call it, that it has to be black and white and nothing in between. I agree with you. I agree with you. Completely. Diet has become this dirty word mm -hmm. where it feels restrictive. And I, I say, this is like my motto for the business. I want to bridge healthy and happy mm -hmm. because we are taught that healthy is restrictive <laughs> and then there's no fun. Yeah. And you're, when you're happy, you can eat how you want, but there is a way to meet mm -hmm. in the middle and only, you know what that is for you. And only I know what that is for me. So it's really, again, checking in with yourself and just saying, yes, it's okay. I will have half a bag of chips tonight or even a bag of chips and that's okay, but I won't have. <laughs> <laughs> that every night yeah. because when we try to restrict it it forces us back into it even more. What do we just crave it? We can't stop thinking about it. It's true. <laughs> I, I know my uh, my digestive issue is I, I found out that it's caused by gluten. And this was not doctor recommended. This is they told me to go off everything I was supposed to go off, anything that had a seed in it, anything that had a skin in it. So basically I was supposed to eat nothing yeah. except for air. We went keto. And then all of a sudden, once I got rid of the gluten, my stomach wasn't acting up with the gluten. Now I'm not gluten intolerant to the point where I can't eat it. I've learned from my body that I can eat gluten but I can see the signs and I'm, I'm learning to listen to my body a little bit more. So when I'm starting to feel that that's going to start happening, then get rid of the gluten and it resets itself. Yeah. And it's interesting. So gluten has come out of the woodwork. We found out that it is inflammatory mm -hmm. to what percentage? depends on the person. It really does. It does. And it's accumulative. So if you notice you have it a few times a week, it's going to catch up with you worse later on in that week, it, right? The weirdest <laughs> thing is, is we found, I found out we have a bread maker and I was reading about it and you have your bread flour that you use. Mm -hmm. But if you use all purpose flour, that actually has less gluten than bread flour does. Wow. Had no idea until I was reading up on it. I'm like, okay, so instead of trying to make gluten-free bread, which never really tastes 100% great, I can have this if we make the bread. And it tastes the exact same, and it has half the gluten in it. Wow. It's just really weird. There are so many things 
that gluten's in, then it's not specifically listed yeah. as yes. gluten. Exactly. It could be under so many different names. So gluten's a tricky one. It really is. And it's just one of the inflammatory foods. There's a whole list of inflammatory foods. Even healthy ones can be inflammatory. Especially for people who have digestive issues because mm -hmm. their system is stressed out. It's inflamed. So when yeah. you just throw some foods in there, it's going to overreact. And you have a new program mm -hmm. also. <laughs> just <laughs> hypothetically, I look down, I'm like, oh, yes, she has a, creating an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. Yep. That is the program you're also offering. It is. And it's, again, near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. It's something that I have to live and I've really played around with it. I can come at it from a nutritional standpoint, mm -hmm. but also a personal standpoint of trial and error and just saying that, yes, these foods, this list is inflammatory, but it really is up to you. Test it out, try yes. it out and find what's comfortable because once again, when you were told that gluten was out, did you not feel like all you could think about were the gluten foods and how am I going to do this? And it becomes this overwhelming state where it's hard. So our, then our body's stressed out. <laughs> I've learned to go with it. And I, I, I have to, I have to credit John a hundred percent because I'll just look at him and say, I'm hormonal and I am going to have cake and do not even look at me the wrong way. That's not happening today. I'm just going to have it and I won't tomorrow. Yeah. Or that's my dinner and I won't eat anything else except for water for the rest of the night. And just because I know what it's going to do for me. And I'm also carbonated, carbonated beverages. I find those are extremely well inflammatory they just stay in you yeah. even the water the the carbonated water i i don't get it and yeah it just sticks with you and bloats you up they're on the acidic side of the ph scale so it does affect us and i get a lot of questions about that because sparkling water is a lot healthier than pop yeah. so a lot of people have switched over and they say is this can i sub this out is this actually water but yeah. because of the carbonation and because it's a bit more acidic they have I to add things it. into it yeah this one was my favorite was the happy hydration challenge <laughs> which i mean i i'm not sure when this is going to air but it's the beginning of may so we got summer coming up and yeah. nobody hydrates properly. Oh, it's so hard to stay on track. And I was just talking to a client yesterday about this. <laughs> it becomes boring because we do it all the time. And if we don't have certain things in place, if we don't know the right calculation for our body weight, mm -hmm. if we don't know and kind of have benchmarks throughout the day, it can be five o'clock and we think, uh oh, I got to catch up. Mm -hmm. But then that's tough because it'll interfere with sleep. The later we're really chugging that water too. Water is boring. Let's it be can straight. be, yeah. So I've always been the type and in the wintertime, I hate drinking something's cold. That's cold. So it's got to be room temperature. But in the summertime, I love throwing in the lemons and the lime mm -hmm. and I grow mint in my garden and anything else that I can put in there. I actually grow stevia leaves too. And I just throw everything in my water bottle and fruit from the store and yeah. make it a little bit more exciting because there's nothing worse than uh, being dehydrated and your skin shows it too. Definitely. Which, yeah, and it it affects our stress levels, anxiety. It affects our 
fatigue. Like it's mm-hmm. so many different things, but the infusing is a great way to go. Like you say, cause it makes it a bit more interesting, but you're also adding nutrients to it. So exactly. it's just an easy way to get extra nutrients Yeah, and your water's more exciting. So now, win-win. <laughs> now, how long is the happy, your happy hydration challenge? Cause that one is one that I think Anybody can do, and it, it's a really great price point, and a, I think a good beginner yeah. program. It's a quick 10-day challenge, okay. and I have to double-check. I think it's up there for a month, so you can do it over and over, and that was the biggest feedback I got was mm. that people want to do it quarterly. So I might leave it open a bit longer, Um but it, yeah, people just love that it's this accountability for 10 days straight. And then you start to realize on that 11th day, oh, now it's up to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're good. And then after a while, you know, just habits are harder to break and form. <laughs> uh, for sure. Okay. Now, one thing while we're, uh, before we get off of the hydration Coffee, tea, and pop. If you drink it, do you have to drink water to... Because I know so many people that say, well, I'm getting water in this. And it's like, no, it's not the same. It's not the same. Because that's all dehydrating. And it's, again, it's acidic. So it's on the acidic side of the pH scale. And Mm -hmm. it's just not... Our water should be alkalizing for us. Our body shouldn't have to process, mm-hmm. do any sort of processing to remove things from it, to utilize it. So we should be just giving straight up water, herbal teas good, mm-hmm. and infusing. And then eating hydrating foods. You can yeah. eat a lot of hydrating foods through fruits and vegetables as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I did notice you've said a few times about pH level and acidity. Mm-hmm. And I don't really ever hear that too often. In fact, I should say I've never heard anybody talk about that when they're talking about food and health and wellness because it's always about Mm. carbs or calories or inflammation. So what is that? So it has to do with inflammation a lot. Mm -hmm. An acidic uh, environment is breeding ground for illness and inflammation. And the more inflammatory foods we eat, it's causing this acidity in our bodies. And the more alkalizing foods we eat, it's creating a better pH level for us on the alkaline side. And those are the fruits, the vegetables. But watch fruits because they still have sugars. They have natural sugars, but they have sugars. So they can, that can become inflammatory past a certain point with sugars. But the fruits, the vegetables, the nuts, seeds, legumes, a lot of them are more alkalizing Mm -hmm. and it just helps keep our body in the alkaline state, which is the more optimal and healthy state. Now, do you eat meat? Is that included in your diet as well? Or do you go more on the vegetarian, vegan side of it? I love this question. I am a plant-based specialist. Mm -hmm. And everybody assumes that I do not eat meat. But because of my specific food intolerances, I do eat small amounts of meat. I eat a lot of the lean meats and more fish. I'm probably more of a Mediterranean diet. But I eat mostly plant-based. And a lot of my meals are Mm plant-based. So I'd say I'm 85 
on a good week, I might be 90% plant-based, but I do eat meat. And I do believe that it is okay for people to eat meat, but it is important to know the quality of the meat. Exactly. So where is it coming from? How are the animals treated? Is it local? The more local it is, the more ethically raised it is, the better quality meat. Well, and the funny thing is when you say that, because I like ground beef, but I don't eat it a lot. We live mostly on chicken. But when I do buy ground beef, there is these packages at Costco that is organic, grass fed, extra lean ground beef. When you fry it up in the frying pan, there's barely anything. Like I don't even think there's a tablespoon of fat in it. But I've bought the same thing at a grocery store, extra lean ground beef. And it's like dripping. It's like really, like you said, really watch and really know and really learn. You can't just cheap out when it comes to stuff like that. And the same goes with fruits and vegetables too. The more you can go organic, the better for us. And eggs, because free we range. Have a lot of, we have a lot of these issues because of the pesticides, herbicides, all these chemicals mm-hmm. that are just in our systems. And when I studied about it, it's really upsetting to find out that what they do is they blow up the stomachs of the small like insects. And think about what that can do to us. I think it's probably poking holes or causing, you know, a lot of issues in our guts if we're not focusing on getting those healthier foods. Yeah. Now, there is the dirty dozen. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones that are recommended to go organic. And it does cost a bit more. But I do find that... Now, what are the dirty dozen? It's a list of the dirtiest vegetables, the ones that have the most pesticides, herbicides, and chemicals. Mm -hmm. So when you get those, you you should choose to get those organic. And then there's the clean 13, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) They really like the rhymes. (laughs) (laughs) And the clean 13 are the ones that you don't necessarily have to buy organic Mm -hmm. because it is a splurge. It is an investment. And I always say that the more we invest in our food now, the less we're paying for our health later because our food can help keep us healthy or it can harm us and, and make us ill. Now, I do know that even though they say organic and it's pesticide free and all of the healthy stuff is not there, I still wash them because yes. you can't guarantee that it's the farm right next to that farm isn't using pesticides and they are bringing it over on a, in a plane or larger machines. And we have wind. It's yeah. going to go over. So nothing can be guaranteed organic as far as I'm concerned. You should always wash the fruits, the vegetables. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. Always wash all your food, Mm -hmm. clean food handling, clean cutlery, clean (laughs) cutting board and all of that. And what I find with organic is it actually is dirtier. Mm-hmm. You will notice that there are insects on it and it might frighten you, but that's the difference. Mm-hmm. That's, they're not being killed off. They're, they're living on 
the plants the way they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. So you will notice that some of the food is a bit more dirty. It comes in dirtier. (laughs) (laughs) And not perfect. No. And they'll sell them in, if you go to the grocery store, they have those those, uh, racks that have all of the imperfect vegetables and fruits that are like half price, or they're giving them away to other people because it's not perfect. It's like, okay, those are the ones that you actually want. Yeah. But I've also noticed with eggs, because I'm an egg freak, Mm -hmm. I'm an egg lover that I went years ago to free range eggs because I actually bought them in a two pack and then I bought regular eggs the one time and the difference in the yolk, the difference in the size taste of it the taste <laughs> is just completely completely different yeah and it's it's well worth it yeah. i mean for your health and eggs are healthy yeah I mean, we got to remember that yeah i get mine locally from a friend and it's perfect i know that those animals are loved <laughs> yeah i actually play with them i and, just saw that on yeah. facebook so i messaged somebody and it's not too far from me and she's like just message me when you need them so i'm finishing off the ones that I get a Costco, but those ones I know were really good because they they fit the criteria. They were free range because they were larger eggs and they had the larger yolk and it was the more perfect yolk and it had the different colors and I check it all. <laughs> once I once I tasted it and you see the difference mm-hmm. between a yolk that's like the size of a loony and one that's the size of a Timbit. Yes, I want Timbits too now. (laughs) But you cover everything. And you also were saying that some businesses will bring you in. So the business wellness is new. I'm looking at connecting with other businesses. I've done some like virtuals and lunch and learns, but I'm going to be in the fall launching like full program, wellness programs for local businesses who want to give back more to their employees because a lot of people are stressed out at work. They're not taking the time throughout the day and they're not as productive. Mm -hmm. And if employers brought in this wellness program that I'm creating, it just allows people to focus on their health and wellness. Mm -hmm. They feel more appreciated at work because their employer is helping them do this. (laughs) And then they're able to take on more in their professional and personal lives. So it's been the start of it was doing the lunch and learns and and kind of just feeling like there was room for more and then saying, yes, I want to do these wellness programs three months. One runs in the fall and then one runs in the spring. It can be healthy habits, but it can also be more mindfulness and attention training and more productivity and focus throughout the day. Well, and that also helps when you're eating healthier to to not be so sluggish. Yep. Now, you also said you do Reiki as well? I do Reiki as well. And yoga? I'm finishing up my yoga teacher training. Oh, nice. So that's going to be part of your program, maybe? I do poses. I'm not sure if I will be teaching per se. I I did it again for myself to kind of enhance my own yoga practice. I've been practicing for 13 years, but I do like the idea of possibly teaching or 
maybe doing some online videos. I was just going to say. Just to compliment the holistic nutrition, because a lot of times I do tell people to do these certain poses when they tell me they have certain aches and pains. And yeah, it's just another way to check in with mindfulness. Yes. Yoga is just wonderful. A I remember. Way to slow down. I've never done yoga. Oh, I, really? Do yes. you meditate? No. Okay. So they might be two of the hardest things in the world. For me, I did not enjoy meditating and that's how I knew I, I needed more of it. As soon as I meditate, oh. <laughs> I fall asleep. Once my mind slows down, it, because oh. it's just always on a go, go, go. Then that's me. So I found it challenging because my mind was pulled in so many directions, but that's the whole point of it mm -hmm. is to focus. It's not to stop your thoughts. It's to be able to catch them and say, I'm not tapping into that. I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to, oh, there it's catching me again. Oh, I'm back to this. <laughs> it's so challenging. But I felt yoga was the other way of doing that nice breathing because mm -hmm. when I worked fast paced, I was shallow breathing. I fainted a few times over the years. So getting into the breath work, especially with yoga and the poses, you can really release a lot of tension mm -hmm. and notice where things are being held. And a lot of people have emotional releases in terms of crying and stuff too. But it's not just stretching. A lot of people think it is just this great big stretch, but there is the strength and stability. So mm -hmm. it's really a nice, well-rounded workout. Okay, and you need to call calming. me when you got some poses on, right. on video yeah. because I really do want to try it. Yes, definitely. And, and that's what I like to do is the more foundational yoga. I don't do crazy handstands and stuff. I that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think a lot of people think that you have to get to this end goal and it always has to be up here. But I know for myself, it's good enough right here. Mm -hmm. This is where it is for me. <laughs> and I've had, I had Reiki once. I wasn't sure. I'm like, okay, is it real? Is it not? Is it this hooey? And he had me shut my eyes. He's like, just shut your eyes, relax mm -hmm. and take some deep breaths and that. And all of a sudden my shoulders started moving and then I opened my eyes and I looked and that's where he was, but he wasn't touching me. I'm like, and he's like, every once in a while, sometimes somebody will move. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like I actually felt something and I kind of believe a little bit more about it now. It's, it's It freaked me out. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's in what's called the woo-woo realm. And I get it. Yes. Um, for people who don't acknowledge energy, it can be really jarring for them. We're energetic beings. Mm -hmm. You and I, mm -hmm. as soon as we met, had an instant connection. Mm -hmm. That's energy. Yes. When you met your husband, connection, yes. you felt something. That's energy too. So when we deny ourselves about energy, what mm -hmm. we're doing is we're storing all these blockages within us. And Reiki, I like to, it's very different from acupuncture, but acupuncture is about getting the chi and mm -hmm. everything flowing. So it's similar to that, but it's hands off. And it really is just focusing on the main seven chakras mm -hmm. and just balancing those out. And they're just these metaphorical centers that represent certain things in our lives. And we do, we tend to store in certain areas, a yeah. lot of women in the throat. We try to be very kind and very positive and we, we block a lot of stuff in our throat and our heart area and they get very stuck. We get very stuck there. I wish I could say that I do that, but it just kind of blurts out, but mine, Good. 
Mine is, I hold everything in what I call my angel wings and everything is back there. But I do believe in the energy with my guy. He did the Indian head massage. He did the Reiki and the reflexology. But then nobody told me that I should wait a week before I went and I did the holistic egg. (laughs) I did it the next day. And then for two days, I was literally on the couch. I felt like I hadn't slept. I was just so over relaxed and my body was so heavy. And then I was talking to um, one of the girls at the New World Wellness Center and she's like, you had way too much energy done. You're (laughs) supposed to wait. And I'm like, well, nobody told me, but... I'll tell you one thing, I may have been on the couch for two days, but it felt really good. It was so relaxing and it was probably the most relaxed I've felt in a long time. So I'm like, okay, I'll I'll take the kicker on that one. And I'm learning about the energy and the holistic egg is a really good worker as well as the Reiki and the reflexology. Yep. And then bringing in the eating, I think he, you got it all. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed learning more about this. It helps you to want to do it if you understand it. And when people throw out all these big fancy words and they don't sit there and explain everything to you, it makes it hard to want to do it. Yeah. And I really appreciate you, Bryn, for explaining things to me and making you making it really interesting and making it fun and I definitely think that everybody needs to contact you at tlcwellness.ca yep and you're also on are you on Facebook I know you're on Instagram yeah I'm not super active on social media Mm -hmm. um but yeah I can be contacted on my website or and people can follow me on Instagram and Facebook yeah but it's something I definitely think you should get in contact with Bryn because even if you start off with that hydration challenge and work Mm -hmm. your way up from there and hopefully pretty soon we can get some (laughs) yoga out of you and Reiki And I want to thank you again for joining me for YQJ and Bloom. My name is Tracy Martins, and I hope you all have a great day. 